This podcast is brought to you by the Albany Public Library Main Branch and the generosity of listeners like you. What is a podcast? God, Daddy, these people talk as much as you do. Razib Khan's Unsupervised Learning. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unsupervised Learning Podcast. And I am here with Dr. Brent Roberts. Brent is a professor of psychology at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. And uh, he does a lot of work on on, uh, personality. So I want to talk about personality with him. It's a topic that I don't really know that much about, uh, you know, listener. And, uh, you know, so, um, you know, you'll see me learning a lot, hopefully. And it's, it's a topic that I've gotten really interested in. And um, I think it's important. And it's also one of those things that people talk about all the time. But hey, it turns out there's a whole field uh, of scientists, of scholars who are actually researching. And so they actually know things besides just like whatever they're, you know, they're bullshitting about at the moment, candidly, right? Um, So uh, Brent, um, you know, I just, you know, you're a professor. um, And so you know all this stuff. So when when you talk to, um, when you talk to, to your students, uh, when you tell them about, you know, what you study in terms of personality, um, like what is, what is personality? Like, what would you define it as? Cause well, like your, like your, like your IQ is not your personality, right? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it's probably, oh, is it? I mean, okay. Yeah. There you go. I mean, first, first, let me just say, thanks for the introduction. Rosie. It's great to be here. Um, and I appreciate the invitation. It's nice to talk to you. Um, it's nice to put a face and, and a voice um, to uh, a profile that I, I'm intimately familiar with, but nonetheless uh, had not seen the human uh, connected to it. It's, it's good to see. I am a human. I am not an artificial intelligence. <laughs> not a bot. That out there. You never know anymore. Gen- I'm sure if generative AI wanted to copy me at this point, they probably could. Um, not too hard of a task. Yeah, no, I, I, back to your question. Of course, IQ is part of personality. Um, you know, I, I like... I have a certain particular definition of personality myself, and I tend to be very inclusive. You know, I, I see personality psychology as, as having a couple of responsibilities. The, the what question, what is personality? What are the things that we um, use to understand each other and how do we differ um, is the, the first basic descriptive question that we spend. We're, we, I sometimes derogate our field by saying we're kind of the accountants of psychology. We like the numbers and we like to just look at the way people are different from each other. We don't do kind of mechanistic experimental stuff. We do a lot of descriptive stuff, and that's the what side of things, and what should we include there? The why side is is possibly far more interesting, and it's how, of course, the field started with people like Freud and Jung and those folks. Um, it, it is also kind of the responsibility of our field. I'm, I'm less conversant with that, but uh, I could I could do my best. But on the on the what side of things, you know, I, I see personality psychology as covering the major. Um, big questions about um, how we are the same and differ from one another, um, and that and you know that that gets to things like you know who's smart and who's not. And so abilities, generally speaking, are one of the core dimensions of individual differences that are incredibly important for especially Western society, especially the United States, because we've used it to define and structure society for decades. And so to ignore it or to say, you know, you might not like it, you may question the validity of IQ tests, whatever you, it might be. You, you can't question the fact that we use it to structure our society because we use it to select people into higher education and we stratify our economy based on basically proxies for IQ. Um, and, you know, you, so you shouldn't 
<laughs> you should take it very seriously. So who's got those abilities and who doesn't is a key defining characteristic of an individual. And it's something you want to know. Um, as uh, uh, I said, we were talking beforehand, but you know, it's one of the, the things we often find in our spouses, because we end up finding people in the context of our development, like high schools and colleges. And if you marry people that you're around, which is what we do, you know, they tend to have the same general IQ that we have. And so these are really important qualities when it comes to major life decisions like who you end up with. Um, and I'm not saying it's important afterwards. IQ doesn't predict whether you get divorced or not. But hey, um, the people you end up with, it's, it's going to be a key feature. So um, so that's one area. So I, was, you know, I give my students kind of a four item, like, you know, basic personality inventory. It's like, okay, how smart is somebody? That's one question. And then, you know, the, the next question is, what do they want to do? You know, what are their desires? And so the next big domain in, in personality psychology are motivations, interests, um, aspirations. You, you can, it's, it's a relatively disorganized um, area of, of personality psychology. There's still kind of the Wild West. I personally find the most appealing um, set of dimensions in there are the vocational interests, like what kind of things you really like to do. Um, do you want to play with objects? Um, do you want to sell people um, goods? Do you want to lead individuals um, into battle? Um, do you uh, want to create cultural icons through art um, and music? Those are fundamental questions that are also really important for the way we structure our lives. And it turns out just as important as some of the other domains, if not more important for how things go for us. Like who do we end up with? How many kids we have? What kind of jobs we do? And what kind of life we have? Because, I mean, the job that you take is often quite important for all those other questions about who you who you end up with, who you have as friends, hobbies, places that you live. So I really like vocational interests as, as the answer to that second question. Like, what do you want? Um, you can, of course, that's also partly the, 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 the why question, why we do the things we want to do. The other domain, and it's the one that, that people are probably most familiar with, is you know, the, what we call personality traits. Um, and this is what, what does somebody typically do? What, you know, what is their default mode? Um, that one is is pretty easy. We've got it organized. Um, so we've, we've organized it into what's called the big five. One of the stereotypes of the field is that is the field of personality psychology, which I think is a mistake because it doesn't include things like abilities and and motivations. And that's a, that is a mistake. Um, but the, the big five are are, are, I think, really, really important and really fascinating, right? This extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, uh, emotional stability, and openness to experience, which sounds quick and easy, but there uh, you know, are myriad of, of components underneath that, that, those five domains. And they really do define lots of ways that we interact with the world, right? Are you going to be a talkative person who's going to engage strangers with, with alacrity, or are you going to be somebody who's going to keep quiet in every social setting that you go into? You know, that's going to define a lot of the way your relationships go. Agreeableness, are you going to, are, by default, do you trust people and do you think that they're good? Um, my, my wife um, is wonderfully trusting and we have completely different worldviews, <laughs> you know, because I don't trust people quite as easily as well. She generates trust because she trusts, mm. trusts other people. I don't because I don't trust other right. people. Well, I, I, I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to jump in here because I might not understand. I have taken the tests and uh, just, uh, I think the listen, just so the listener knows, um, I am usually scoring very high on extroversion, very high on openness, uh, very low on the neuroticism, which I think is the emotional stability, uh, around 50th percentile in the conscientiousness, and very high on disagreeability. But I wouldn't say that I'm not a trusting person. Yeah, um, 
So there's different you know. facets. And so that's why, you know, so I, I like to describe the big five as a family, um, uh, loosely speaking. And so you've got things like nurturance and in, in agreeableness, trust, um, um, kindness, politeness, compliance, you know, which are all different facets um, within that family. They're all related. They're all positively correlated with one another, but they reflect different flavors of, of the, the general domain that manifest differently. So please don't take um, my description okay. as, as a, just the trust is the only thing. There are other aspects too. Um, and the same goes for conscientiousness. So, you know, you sound like a classic academic, the high extroversion, high openness, um, middling conscientiousness, often because in that that space, you've got the hardworking component. That's one of the facets. But you also have the kind of conventional rule adhering component. And so typically scientists and academics have a split on that really hardworking, really not conventional. Um, and so we end up being on the on the average, so to speak. Yeah, on, yeah. On conscientiousness. That, that's totally, um, totally just that's that's me to a T. Yeah. And then emotional stability is, you know, anxiety, depression, um, panic, fear, um, you know, the, the, and it's a little more homogeneous than other domains, but it is the core of most of the, the experiences we have with psychopathology and with clinical psychology. Um, it, it is the domain of choice there. And then openness to experience is uh, the most heterogeneous, most broken apart. It has things like uh, thinking you're smart, um, being creative, um, being open to emotions and stimulation, uh, being imaginative um, are all facets of, of openness. So. Um, so those are the, the big five. And then the final question is, you know, what's your story? Um, and, you know, each of us have a, have a particular story that's generated by the, the place that we have grown up, the time that we've grown up in, um, the concrete experiences that, that we um, live and, and you know, embody. I'm a professor. Um, I'm a white male, you know, now old age, you know, a professor who lives in the Midwest, who used to live in California, grew up on the beaches in San Diego. You know, that's my story. And it gives you a sense for what my values are and what experiences I've had. And so it, I, it's important for personality psychologists to also include those aspects that, that sweeps in things like identity and, and the importance we give to certain aspects of our identity. Um, I was a volleyball player. If I was four inches taller, I would have been a professional volleyball player instead of a professor because I love that sport. You know, so you, you, those types of things are not captured in the big five or not captured in, in ability tests and, and the like, but are still really important parts of people's personality. So those are the four big questions, you know, how, how smart are you? Um, what, what do you, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, what do you do typically and, and what's your story? And if you ask those four questions with somebody, you're going to get a lot of information. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of dimensions. Um, I have to ask you, Brent, um, how does the Big Five uh, relate to the Myers-Briggs, which is really used more in a corporate? I feel like corporate, professional environments, people are always talking about the Myers-Briggs. Can you, can you talk about that a little? Yeah, so, I mean, you, you'll probably see – you see lots of folks um, arguing back and forth about the, the MBTI um, about its validity and its lack thereof. Um, I, I have a more complex nuanced take on, um, on the MBTI. The MBTI was a brilliant, um, marketing stroke of marketing, um, by a couple of women who made up a, an interesting, fascinating test that captures four of the big five. Um, and so, the people who run around saying the MBTI is invalid are also saying that the big five are invalid. So they shouldn't say that. 
Now, the way the MBTI is used has some issues. We could go into that if you're if you're interested. But the MBTI has introversion, extroversion, sensing, perceiving, judging, or is it judging, perceiving, sensing, intuition, um, and then one other dimension. I'm blanking on it um, at the moment. But they they cover for the big five that are not neuroticism. Um, and they, they, you know, they and they they did something very strategic, which is they took the negative components out of the low end of things like extroversion. So the low end of extroversion could be introversion, which is a relatively non-neurotic disinterest in other humans, so to speak, um, or at least like in getting you know around lots of people. You can also be really shy and really neurotic about your um, introversion, where you're scared of people, um, and that's a more negative take. The MBTI authors took those negative components out. So when you take the MBTI, you get the happy version of high and low extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, and openness. And then they got rid of neuroticism altogether. And so it doesn't have any negative qualities to it. It's a brilliant marketing move. Um, and so every piece of feedback you get from that test makes you feel validated and good because even if you're low on conscientiousness, you're described as spontaneous instead of irresponsible. <laughs> um, and that was a, a pretty brilliant move on their part, which has made that test the most popular test in existence um, yeah, because people like good news and they get good news from that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and just for the listener out there, uh, I am ENTP. So, you know, ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, it's one of those things Like people ask you what your Myers-Briggs is. And so you got to take a test at some point, to, you know, be able to, do that. it's not quite, it's not quite like your astrological symbol, but it's of the similar. So the, the, yeah. Everybody knows it. I mean, the problem with it, the test is largely the typing aspect, which is problematic. I mean, you, you're taking a continuous dimension, that's normally distributed and you're slicing it in half at the high point of the distribution, which means that we can float back and forth between types, which is a silly thing to think of, right? We, it's not a type if that's, that could be the case. Yeah. And so that's, that's the fundamental weakness of the, of the way the test is used. The questions are fine. Um, the scoring of it, generally speaking, is fine. Typing that dimension is the problem um, and always has been. Um, and, and, and when people criticize that, that's fine. So take, take your types with, with a slight grain of salt. You can change um, if you don't watch out. Um, and you should yeah, take so, the test again just to see. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I mean, I guess this, that's a question that I have. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned IQ as, as part of personality. And, you know, we all know that IQ, if you retest, there's some noise around it. I mean, probably like, you know, probably a normal standard deviation of the population, you know, of the population with personality tests. Uh, I mean, how good is the measurement? Well, I mean, it's a different measurement than than an IQ test, for example. It's not usually a, a, a test of maximal performance, which is what we're asking of people when they're taking an ability test. You know, show me how smart you can be on this or show me how high you can jump. Um, with a personality test, we're asking typicality as opposed to maximal performance. And so there's a little more noise in that than there is in the in the maximal performance test. Um, at the same time.